Hi guys, I have an exciting episode of Happy Being Well today. We have a psychic medium, podcaster, author, Laura West. And I'm really, really, really excited to dive deep in today's episode. We're going to be talking about how to communicate with our spirit guides, our angel guides, increasing our intuition. These are all things I love, 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 love. And because we're going to be talking about these things, I got my cellulite crystals around me, which I always have. When I'm working, I always have my cellulite and where my amethyst and I got my rose quartz, right? Actually, I actually do work with crystals a lot too. I'm sure Laura can pour into us about maybe crystals and some crystals she likes to use when working. Um, before we dive deep with Laura, this podcast is sponsored by happybeingwell.com, your online store for all organic self-care products and spiritual supplies, such as yoga leggings, 100% natural facial masks, aromatherapy diffusers, essential oils, organic bath soaps, organic deodorants, crystals, sage, palo santo, and much more at happybeingwell.com. Use podcast 25 for 25% off all leggings, free shipping in the USA. So Laura, so how did you get into this work? I like, were you born with being like, were you born as a psychic medium? I know a lot of people say they were and they experienced had, some people say that, you know, it was learned. Maybe they ran into tarot cards and as they kept doing tarot, tarot, it, all of a sudden their intuition started increasing and then you started being able to, um, you know, develop that high advanced psychic skills to communicate with spirit. So what's been your journey? How did this happen? Yeah. So I had a lot of, uh, a lot of things in my childhood that did occur, uh, but I didn't really put it together until adulthood. So in, in retrospect, I can see how all of my experiences adding up had led me to uh, pursuing psychic mediumship and really being able to open up that ability. Uh, so as when I was younger, you know, I would have, and this was before, I think I even knew about past lives uh, being a thing. And I, I remember having uh, dreams when I was pretty young and they felt so real. And it made me think like, oh, I wonder if that was a past life, but it was sort of a, a, a big idea for somebody pretty, pretty young. So I've heard people say it before and it makes a lot of sense, but I feel like I came into this life awakened already, but not really knowing that's what it was. Um, and you know, I, I, I had a lot of experience with not just like knowings like that, but also, uh, dream visitations. Um, so, uh, really that started kicking off, uh, when I was a teenager dream visitations, I, um, had a dream visitation from my grandmother who, uh, passed away from cancer. And the night that she passed away, she visited me in a dream. And I said to her, grandma, you're all better. And she says, yes, I am. And it was the next morning that we heard that she had passed. So I didn't know she had passed yet. So that was sort of the start of that. And my grandmother had visited me several times in my dream. She's sort of been very paramount in my awakening and in my journey as far as it comes to mediumship and just spirituality because of some of the things that have occurred in dreams with her. Uh, also as a teenager, so I did grow up both in a Jewish and Christian household. And so I would go to church and I would go to synagogue and I I liked going to both. Um, the people were very nice. I, I, I felt like it was a positive environment, but did I really fully feel in my heart, either Jewish or Christian? I did not. And I struggled with that. Uh, so, so it was surprising to me that, you know, during that time of struggling and trying to figure out which religion fit into my life, um, I had a, a dream visitation from Jesus of, of all um, of all masters. So he came and visited me and he in that dream asked me if I would spread his word. 
And I'm thinking to myself, I really think you have the wrong person knowing that I know he didn't make a mistake, but I'm like, I feel like I'm the last person you should be asking that to, because I don't feel full Christian. And that's, that was my connection to that at the time. I'm like, Oh, you want me to evangelize? (laughs) Like, Oh my gosh. Like I don't feel comfortable that at all. I still even know if I consider myself Christian or whatever. So I told him, I said, I'll try. That's what I said in my dream. I said, I'll try. And uh, that was enough for him because then, you know, he left and that part of the dream ended. Uh, And for years, for years, up until just a couple of years ago, I always wondered what was meant by that dream. Um, And uh, I was told what was meant by that dream. And I'll get to that in just a second because it is part of my, my journey. So Uh, You know, along with dream visitations, I would also, uh, during that period of being in between um, asleep and awake, was when I would either hear disembodied voices, uh, our family dog who passed away around that time would come and visit me, like petting him, hearing his panting, like, you know, him feeling his licks and um, at one point, uh, one of these visitations, I saw him leaving and he went through the wall and I said, Dusty, that was his name. I said, Dusty, come back. And granted, I'm still asleep, but very much aware I'm in my room, but I couldn't move my physical body. My physical body felt very heavy, but my spiritual body was moving and petting him. I could just tell the difference. Uh, and so he turned around, he came back and I gave him some more pets. And that was sort of the end of that. But that's around that in that space is where I get a lot of activity as well. Um, and, uh, so spiritual awakening number one happened around soon after I had that dream visitation with my grandmother and with Jesus. And I, uh, heard about Sylvia Brown, started picking up Sylvia Brown books and she was a psychic medium. She's since passed. She was a, a guest on the Montel Williams show a lot. And she wrote a lot of books about spirituality and about spirit guides and the other side. And, a mother God and a father God, like all these things that blew my mind, but felt so good in my being that I felt like this was for me. Uh, and so, you know, I asked to meet, um, my, my spirit guide, um, because in one of the books she mentioned, you know, ask them to visit you in your dream. And I did. And again, this was about my late teens, late teens that this has occurred. Um, so I, in a dream, I asked to meet my spirit guide about two weeks later was when I actually got that dream visitation. And in that dream, a man came, was there. Uh, he didn't really come to me cause I just remember him sort of just being there in the dream. And I just knew to ask him, are you my spirit guide? And he said, yes. And then I asked him, well, what's your name? And he told me his name's Jason. And so that's how I met my first spirit guide back then. And I consider that around spiritual awakening number one, because that's when I started to um, sort of be awakened to this whole world of spirituality and everything like that. Uh, And then life happened, you know, I I had kind of a pretty bad relationship and uh, I um, went to nursing school, luckily did really well in nursing school, got a job, like, you know, ended up getting married, having children, not married to that bad relationship to my current husband now and, you know, starting a family. And so really human, human things happening in my life. And then in uh, 2019, um, something at my job happened and I felt intuitively I shouldn't be doing it, but I did it anyways. And I got into some trouble for doing it. And it just like opened my eyes. Um, Obviously I had to go through that for it to then Uh, catapult me into spiritual awakening number two, which is what I call it. Uh, And it was at that time when I said, no, I really want to learn to hone in on my intuition because I knew it was my intuition telling me not to do it, but I did it anyway. So I wanted to practice learning what that felt like. And to me, honing in on intuition was just that it was just me knowing what it felt like when I shouldn't do something like that was all I thought it was little did I know what can of worms I was actually going to be opening up just by wanting to hone in on my intuition, uh, because it's actually so much more than that. And so in 2019, I went and I visited a psychic for the first time by, um, a friend, you know, recommended her to me and she told me to start meditating more and I hadn't meditated before this. Um, and so I started meditating again, this was about summer of 2019. I started meditating. And that was it. I mean, it was like 
that's just what spearheaded awakening number two was the meditation. That was the next breadcrumb, intuitive breadcrumb for me to follow. And what the meditation did was it, it allowed me to practice quieting my mind. And as soon as I did that, I was able to communicate so much better with the other side. I didn't know that that's what I was doing at first, but that's what started happening. And that's what the meditation did. Uh, and then I was told by another psychic, cause I was enrolled back in school at that time for, to get like a, um, my bachelor's in nursing. And she told me that I was channel writing and I was amazed because I, I didn't know that that's what I was doing. Cause I writing these papers for school and I was doing pretty well. And I was, that was actually the reason why I was worried about going back to school was writing the papers. I didn't consider myself to be a strong writer, but then when I was in school writing these papers, it was like the information, the organization of my words, it all came so naturally. I was like, oh, I'm doing really well. And so this psychic said, you're actually channel writing. She says, so you can pat yourself on the back, but you're actually getting a lot of your information from your, from your guides and from your team. So know that, you know, you're, you're doing it together. So I was like, that's great. And I wasn't even aware that I was channel writing. So then after that meeting with that psychic, I, I thought to myself, well, I was channeling unintentionally, what information would I receive if I channeled intentionally? And so I just sat at my notebook that night and I wrote some questions down and then I just set, you know, wanted to see what came through. And that sort of started to spearhead my psychic mediumship because then I was like, well, I could do this for other people. I can channel other beings. Like I started, it just opened things up for me. I also started doing energy healing as well. Um, and that just kind of opens you up also because you work very closely with, with spirit and um, you kind of get in the zone and that's almost like a meditative state also. So that also helped to spearhead because it was during energy healings for other people. I started to see past loved ones uh, and being able to describe to a T what these people looked like to the person like, Oh my gosh, that's my, my godmother who passed three months ago, you know? So it was just really amazing stuff. And in my mind, I'm like, I was really scared to get into mediumship because I was scared that I would start seeing ghosts and everything like that. And that was not what happened at all. So once I realized that it was a very safe environment, especially because I was working out of love, I'm working with my, my loving guides, it was because of all those things that I was able to um, comfortably step into mediumship as well. And I still, to this day, do a lot of readings for people with either their guides and if loved ones come through, great. Um, and if they don't, also great because we're there to connect with their um, spirit guides and whoever else needs to come through. So uh, still doing readings like that for people. Uh, and also going back to Jesus really quick and what he meant by spreading his word, I just decided, okay, well, I can channel, right? Maybe I can see if I can channel, right? Jesus, <laughs> like, let's see what he says. Uh, and so I did. And that's when I learned that uh, what was meant by that is just to spread the word of love as simple as that. No strings attached, nothing else, um, you know, no uh, no, nothing else like that is sorry. It's not complicated. So just to spread the word of love. And so that's what I'm doing. That's, that's where I'm at today. <laughs> awesome. That's a very powerful story. I love that. So how you, so you're channeling, um, naturally, and then someone told you you were channeling. And then, so since you were doing it naturally, you decided to infuse it with intention so that you can expand your channeling abilities or focus it on to give it a goal or you know to expand more upon it to receive further information that you want to receive um and also meditation was also another practice for you to further cultivate your psychic mediumship abilities now I've like always kind of, so you're a psychic medium. Now there are psychics um, that, you know, we can use and call on to if we have a question about our life or, you know, what's going to happen? What do you pick up on? What's the, di I, I, what's the difference? Are you, are you a psychic in that sense as well? Or are you just strictly like, if somebody wants to call you to, you know, Hey, what is grandma thinking I'm doing? 
about my life right now? What is, what, what, what is grandma got to say? <laughs> and do you strictly just tap into their, either their angel or spirit guides, um, or their loved one, their deceased loved ones? Is it just limited to that? Or, and, and if so, what, how does that even work? I've always kind of wondered like why, yeah. the, why the separate realm? Yeah. So, um, what I've been taught in all of my, uh, mediumship classes is that every medium is a psychic, but not every psychic is a medium. Uh, and so I leave it completely open to what either the sitter is needing or what their guides think that they need. Um, you know, when they, when they schedule a reading with me, uh, you know, they're scheduling to really connect with their, with their guides or their teams. Cause that's sort of the intention of the reading. And sometimes they will ask to see if, you know, grandmother, mom, dad, whoever uh, wants to come through as well. Um, so I really leave it open. I really don't like putting any sort of limitations on anything because, um, because intention is so strong. As soon as we say, I don't want this to come through or not, it will happen. And I don't want that to happen. I want it to just be whatever the, whatever the reader needs. I'm just a vessel to relay that information. So if it's got to come from grandma, that's fine. Um, if it's coming from their guides, that's great. If it's coming from my guides, that's fine too. So I just really leave it open. Um, as far as why or who or what, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I, I don't really know. I guess I, I just kind of go with the flow and, and leave it, um, leave it as is and whoever is supposed to come through. And there are psychics out there who can read a person, read their energy and everything like that. And I think if it came to that, um, you know, it's something that I could do, uh, but I really like to work with, um, guides and uh, the other side a lot, because I think I feel that it automatically creates a space of love and it feels very safe. And uh, I just feel like they have such a wonderful vantage point from where they are to be able to relay whatever the sitter, which would be the person you're reading for needs. So I, I really open up and work with them and work with the sitters guides as well. Um, and then sometimes, you know, we can read psychically do I know if I'm doing one or the other? Um, I, I don't, I don't really pay too much attention to that. Unless of course, if I get on the phone with somebody or video call and I, and I'm thinking to myself, Oh gosh, they don't seem to be in a very good mood today. I feel like that's me reading them. That's, you know, empaths are like that. So, uh, you know, that's me reading them, uh, versus me getting it, uh, you know, from a mediumship perspective, but, um, but, but yeah, there, I just, I leave it completely open, um, putting no limitations on it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that being said, if you're, when you're talking to the spirit guides in a way, it's kind of very, would be similar to a traditional psychic reading. If someone has a question to ask you, you can just ask their spirit guides who's been by their side the whole time. And the spirit guide could probably pick up on whatever information in relation to the specific question they're asking, right? Is that would, how, it, how it would work? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, a lot of times the sitter just wants to know anything I need to know right now. And then, you know, we just kind of relay that, or they may have more specific questions and the guides can answer that. Now I will say, I have noticed a pattern that when the guides answer, uh, it's much more, um, uh, the, the answer could be a bit more, um, maybe larger in the sense that it, it's more like how it relates to your life purpose versus yes, make this move, do this, this, and this, uh, sometimes they will give some pretty specific instructions, but most of the time, uh, like I've done a reading just recently and, and the sitter wanted to know, you know, should I go back to school or should I do you know, should I do A or should I do B? Let me put it that way. And the guide said you could do either A or B because both will still allow you to fulfill your purpose. <laughs> like, so sorry, I can't tell you do A or B, but know that whatever you decide, you're still good to go, right? You're still good to go. So the guides are kind of more like that. Um, but I also think that if one or the other wouldn't fulfill the purpose and, and one was going to be probably uh, more not destructive, but, you know, maybe not, not 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for, not work for the person's purpose, then it might be a more of a definitive, like that's a no, this is a yes, because I do get that as well. But if there doesn't seem to be a difference in either, then it could be pretty um, open. I'm so sorry. <laughs> My dog is barking and he has trouble walking. Yeah. Can I go attend to him really quick? Yeah. Okay, yeah. thank you. All right, guys, as she's tending to her dog, um, you know, when I'm meditating, if I want to, when I'm meditating, if I want to speak to my spirit guides, uh, angel guides, I'm always holding, holding, having selenite around me. Uh, I love my selenite heart, love hearts. And uh, you can actually pick it up at happybeingwell.com. We have the selenite hearts. And so these are very, very, very powerful. It's a very powerful cleansing crystal. She's back. Thank you. <laughs> I was just Sorry having a little cellulite conversation with the audience until you got back. I was just saying how I use cellulite you. with my um, with my spirit guides, um, and also it's not only a great crystal for communicating with your spirit guides, angel guides. It's also a very powerful cleansing crystal. So I'm always using this to cleanse me. Oh, especially you know if, if I had a, like a negative conversation someone is throwing some negativity at me I'm just like taking that off and it just really really feels amazing cleansing myself um very protective you know also I put it up my have a I have little I have tons of cellulite little logs I place them on my windows and doors to protect the home too preventing anybody who wants to do harm entering the home I just love, love cellulite. It's, and it cleanses the rest of your crystals too. I have a cellulite log. I place my crystals on it so I don't have to cleanse them in, with water. And as we know, we cannot cleanse crystals, all of them in water anyways. Um, so it just saves me a whole bunch of time. I have, I put the crystals on the cellulite logs, cellulite plates, and it just cleanses the crystals for me. And so anywho, back to Laura. So um, we were talking about, about communicate you're talking about the difference between traditional psychic you know you have a specific question and they relay the answer or they can show the prediction through whether they are clairvoyant which is an image coming to them or they hear it uh, clairaudient or they can feel it empathic or they just know clairsentient um, which is kind of related to the kind of the empathic in a sense and versus you talking to their spirit guides because the spirit guides can also obtain that information as well. And you were just giving an example of a client that, you know, should I do A or B? And the spirit guide said, if you do A or B, it will lead to the same path, right? So um, I think that's where we left off. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yep, that's right. So with guides, uh, I just find that, um, you know, they're so focused on sort of the overall picture of keeping you on track for what it is that you're hoping to fulfill, whatever purpose it is you're trying to complete in this life. Uh, that, you know, we as humans, we want to know, hey, should I, uh, sh should I work in this job or that job? Um, and they may, the answer may not be so direct. Uh, it could be much more, I guess, in a way philosophical, um, but it's, it's more of a bigger picture as far as, um, well, A, could fulfill your, could fulfill your purpose. It just may take you a little bit longer to get there. Whereas if you did B, uh, it'll be a little bit quicker, you know? So it's just very much um, more of a bigger picture. I feel like that's what the, their focus is uh, on that. But then I've had them be more specific. I think it just depends on the situation. It depends on the person. So many factors that need to play a role. Um, but I have found for the, for the vast majority of readings, it can be a bit more like that, A or B. And, and then I also like to preface too that uh, when we do talk about, um, you know, uh, more premonition type readings, like, well, if you take this path, this will, this could happen or take that path, this could happen, you know, talking about what could happen in the future. Uh, I think it's important for, for anybody who's looking to visit a psychic, know that the future can, can always change and future. I mean, we can really kind of get into the nitty gritty, but uh, we're talking linear time here, which is what we as humans use. <laughs> um, but the future, 
you know, it can change based on so many decisions that we, and not only we make, but others in our life and perhaps strangers too, that, that affect our, our life in a way, because we're so interconnected on so many different levels. Uh, that's where things like synchronicity comes in where one person makes a decision, it creates this cascade of events that then affects you somehow, you know, and vice versa and, and a much more, uh, a much larger scale than that. Uh, but, you know, really uh, when we talk about this could happen in the future, it's if everything at this moment continues in this direction. Um, whereas, but somebody can change their mind about something and make a decision that really isn't intuitively guided, goes against their intuition, can change, change the sequence of events. And that could also affect your, your future too. So, you know, there's so many different things that can affect um, what the future is going to look like. So we, you know, it's really important for the sitter to know that when they do receive a reading talking about their future, that it's not set in stone and it could change. That just has to do with how everything is going at this moment. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, that's, I totally agree with that. It's so true. I think we all can agree with that and we can see that. And um, so that being said, um, how, how do you, how do you feel like having a reading with you has helped your clients? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that, um, it can either give them validation for things that they already felt were true, but just hearing it from somebody else gives validation, especially when it comes from, um, validating something that they can't tangibly, uh, validate themselves. So for instance, you know, if I'm doing a reading for somebody and, uh, I tell them what the guide looks like to me and they say, oh my goodness, that's what the guy lo guide looks like to me too. You know? So it's like validating that for them, something that is not tangible. Um, and also if they feel already intuitively, like that's the choice they should make. Uh, and then we confirm that with the reading. Okay. Your guides are saying you should do this. Oh, that's what I was thinking. You know, that sort of thing. So validation, um, also just, you know, hearing words of encouragement, uh, a lot of it too, is when you get that validation, uh, from your, from your reader, and then you follow it up with, so, so you're providing evidence, something that they can say, okay, that's tangible. Like for instance, if I see, okay, they show me that you're writing in a journal and <laughs> I don't know, something like that. And they're like, oh my gosh, I, I literally had my journal in front of me and I was writing in it. <laughs> and, um, and then, you know, I say something else, like they're talking about trust. I literally just wrote the word trust, you know, that's happened before too. Uh, so they feel like, okay, we are connected. So whatever comes after that, you know, is advice that I can take because I feel comfortable knowing that we are connected um, or, you know, it's again, validating um, as well that they are there with them. Uh, you know, so, so I guess validation comes a lot. Sometimes, you know, sometimes we may hear something that we don't want to uh, because we know it's true, but if we um, go through with it, you know, it could, it could be, difficult at first. So for instance, I don't, I don't know if this has happened for me yet, but just as an example, um, you know, say, I don't know, say I'm doing a reading for somebody and they're asking is, am I going to marry so-and-so, uh, and say in that reading, I'm like, Oh gosh, like something in this relationship doesn't feel right. You know, it just doesn't feel like I don't, I don't see this or I don't see that. Uh, and you know, maybe that's something that they knew that they knew and they felt inside, but they were worried that starting to end that relationship would have some, um, you know, backlash effects or, or whatever the case may be, you know, or maybe they're, they're both so financially entangled. It's going to be so much work to get financially untangled. It's just easier to be together, da, 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 whatever. So things like that, you know, can happen as well. I do find that even with myself, when I get readings, uh, allowing it to sort of sit and sink in <laughs> what just happened as far as the reading, I feel like more can be gotten out of it, the days to follow. Uh, I also get a lot of, I like to um, let the sitters know if the, if 
the, you know, past loved ones or if their guides, um, you know, are sending them messages. So I like to connect with the, with the guide or the past loved one, loved one to see well, what messages they'll be leaving for that person from here on out, or even it's validating what messages they've been receiving. They just didn't know who they were from that sort of thing. So uh, allowing them to really connect. But my, my biggest thing is reminding people uh, that they are very much loved and guided by their teams, by their past loved ones, you know, whoever. And I think that by doing a reading and reminding them of that, it just, it just helps to be a good friendly reminder that, okay, I am not alone because there's no way that she could have known I was writing in my journal and just wrote the word trust to my guides, you know, without them telling her. So that means that they're here and they know this. So I think that's, that's my biggest thing is also letting them know that, uh, you know, they have intuition. That's, that's a way that your guides or your loved mostly guides, I think, but you know, your loved ones can use it too, where they communicate with you. It's through your intuition. So, uh, really trying to, to teach people that they are very much connected as well. It just may look different than how I connect, how you connect, you know, but we're all very much connected. Uh, and a lots of, you know, lots of times, um, when I do get feedback from the readings, I do hear a lot of, you know, I feel so much more at peace. I feel so much lighter. Uh, I feel just so much better. And that's, that's the whole point I think is, you know, entering, uh, this high vibrational space, high vibrational being this loving space, a space that feels really good. Um, and leaving and still reaping the benefits of having just been in that space. And I will say, um, all of my readings are done virtually. So I don't have to be physically sitting with somebody for us to reap the benefits of working with spirit and feeling that high vibration of having just been in a session. Uh, so, you know, very, I mean, virtual is, is just as wonderful and things come through just as good. So, um, that's really the, the hope. And I, I would like to say the vast majority of the times when people do get a reading, at least with me, I can't speak for others, uh, is that, uh, there is, um, a sense of feeling better. So awesome. That was wonderful. Now you're making me want to get a reading with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I always relate to, you know, I've all be, I obviously use psychics in the past and, you know, and I do work on strengthening my intuition. Um, but there's been moments in time in life. I think that, you know, we can, we're just, you know, I, I always related to like, you know, when, when you're talking to a friend and let's just say they're in a bad relationship and you can see it but they can't really see it because they're in it right so we can see when we're talking to a friend um you know we can see so much more about the details of you know what they're what's really going on in their life and how their decisions are impacting their life but they kind of have blinders on because they're in it. Like they're in it. Like you're, you know, we, we all can kind of have moments like that because we were human at the end of the day, because we're so caught up in living it, being in it. Um, and as humans, we are, you know, we're emotional creatures. And so this is why we do the personal development work, right. To kind of be more aware of the emotions, where they're coming from, what's the root cause, be more empowered. Um, and yeah, of course, trust our intuition and such. But you know, there's sort of sometimes when perhaps there we're just so fueled by emotion, perhaps we're still working through um, a certain perhaps trauma related to maybe making a certain decision. Maybe you've had a lot of uh, workplace trauma, right? Where there has been a lot of you know consequences towards your past workplaces that you've chosen to work at in terms of accepting that job offer or whatever. So you, so you still have to kind of work through that, you know, cause you're now like, Oh my God, I have another job offer. Which one I have a, B and C and D, which one do I choose? And you're still like, you're kind of scared because you've chosen toxic workplaces before, or maybe one that just wasn't really 
the workplace culture wasn't aligned with your whatever the case may be. Um, so your nervous system is going to flare up because of you still have to resolve those workplace traumas. So this is when, you know, it is helpful to call us a psychic who is not in your body and who can tap into your spirit or angel guides to help guide you because they're not so, they're not all emotionally, you know, um, tied into that trauma that you've experienced that's allowing you to get all flustered, right? So, you know, it's, um, and also too, it can, when you do get that validation, it's like, yeah, yeah, I thought that was the right one. Or like, it's telling you like, yeah, you got it. Like you, your intuition's working, like trust it, you know, like it's getting that validation that like, Hey, you know, you, um, you are getting information. You are feeling the information, the right is just start trusting that too. So it's, it's like, yeah, it's kind of like just kind of going to a guide, you know, kind of just being guided to be yeah. to help be on the right path and be more, you know, achieve more clarity. And it, and it, and also it can help strengthen your intuition just to kind of get that validation. Like, Hey, you know, your intuition is giving you the right information. How about we start trusting it, start trusting those nudges. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You bring up a really good point. You know, we do try, I say we, I know that there are other mediums out there and we do try and teach people that we, you don't need us to communicate with your guides and your loved ones and whatever, because we all have um, intuition. We all have the ability to recognize science. We just have to trust that, but you're right because we are still human. <laughs> we still experience emotions and hardships. I know I'm certainly not immune to it. And I will say that even though I had spiritual waking number one, I got into a relationship that was very toxic for me. And, uh, when I first entered that relationship, there were no red flags. And if there were red flags, I didn't see them. I didn't feel them. Uh, and it wasn't until as the relationship went on that I started to get like, Oh, like this doesn't feel good. I started to get a lot of red flags. I ignored them for a while. Uh, and you know, knowing what I knew and having had my spiritual awakening, I was not immune to still being human and still being a part of that journey. I was meant to be in that relationship. I have no doubt because it, grew me in so many ways, but once the red flag started coming <laughs> and they just got kind of like bigger and bigger and bigger, I knew that I had overstayed that experience. And so that's why the, that's why life just started to spiral a little bit downwards, uh, because it was like, all right, now you're really off path. You're not, you're not getting any of our red flags here. And this is like my team's trying to tell me and get me back on track. Um, and you're so off path that now you're negatively affecting other parts of your life. Um, and other people as well. So, you know, being spiritually awakened does not make anybody immune to still making perhaps decisions that don't serve them um, or, or, you know, it's something they have to experience, but they're in it the, for a lot longer than they should be. Um, we're still human, right? Still having these human experiences. And uh, I agree, even though, you know, for myself, even though I, am a psychic medium and I do communicate with my guides, other people's guides, past loved ones, whatever. Um, if I'm not in that right head or heart space, uh, and it's very cloudy, then I need someone else who is outside of my situation to communicate for me because I just am not in that head space. And that's part of what meditation does is it helps you to really helps you to, uh, just to be able to refocus your mind. Um, I will say that, I mean, <laughs> we're still human. So we still get monkey mind. Like we still get a lot of thoughts that come and go, but the practice of meditation is learning to just let those go, go back to focusing on whatever you're breathing or whatever it is that you're doing to kind of zone out. Uh, so meditation has really helped 
me tremendously to be able to just be like, okay, I got to focus on the now, let go of the future, let go of the past. Of course, when it comes to my kids, I always worry about my kids. Um, that one's always, that's, that's my hardest part as uh, like worrying about family and, and friends. Um, but, uh, Otherwise, if it's, uh, you know, more for me or if it's like uh, worrying about, you know, oh, if my podcast is going to do well or worrying like, oh, gosh, I received this negative comment from somebody who says I'm a witch and I'm going to hell. <laughs> it's like, how do I get out of that? You know, so. Uh, so there are times where I just I can't rely on myself being clear enough emotionally and mentally, because I just can't, even though I do meditation, even though I do readings for others, um, I'm still human. And there are times where I just can't get my mind and my heart in that right space. Uh, and so those would be times if I'm looking for some guidance that I would go to another psychic medium, because there are times that, like you said, we get so emotionally involved, you know, we can't connect very well, but we still want some guidance. And so, yes, I do think that because of that, psychic mediums will always be needed um, to be that liaison for the person. But, you know, also letting people know that psychic medium isn't any more special than they are. You know, they're just have done some practicing that allows them to connect better. And as also was maybe part of our our, our chart of how this life was going to look and not everybody wants to be a psychic medium. Surprisingly, not there are many people who don't, they don't want to do that and that's their path and that's okay too. But when they're ready to, you know, connect with one, um, you know, we'll still be here. And I think it's, it, it is important to be able to, to be there for people to help get them on path. It's part of our work is being, like I said, that liaison between spirit world and this world when needed. Uh, and, you know, to just help people navigate this really difficult planet and this really, you know, hard school that earth school that we are all attending. <laughs> that is absolutely right. We are on earth and uh, we need to always increase our awareness, always, you know, ask ourselves what's a lesson, what's a lesson, what's a lesson, so that we don't prevent making the same mistakes, repeating the same patterns that lead to the same result and, you know, grow. And that's the whole purpose of, you know, being on this planet and is really to learn um, and grow in advance and further evolve our spirit mind, body, and soul, and, um, you know, and share that with others, too. We're all students and teachers on this planet. Um, everything is teaching us the good, the bad, the ugly, all catalysts, you know, to more light, you know, more expansion for more love. We're expanding in order to hold more love. In order to love, you know, we need to learn to love we need, so we need to learn to love ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. I feel like it's interesting to look at the generations. Like it's like, you know, I've noticed um, millennials parents, they're now like coddle. I feel like there's more emphasis on more of like a coddling the kids more because I'm a millennial and our parent, the most millennial, um, most parents of millennials were really busy with work, right? So um, I think it was like, just, you know, there was not a lot of, it wasn't the norm to me to perhaps to show emotional support. I think most households really didn't like show that emotional support, um, you know? And so like, if we would just look at back at the previous generations, like a lot of the hippies, uh, we were saying this, you know, they left their homes because it was cold. It was a cold home and um, society just seemed like, you know, very cold. And, you know, they wanted to have that communal um, experience. And da, da, da. so it seems like every generation is kind of picking up on the weaknesses of the previous generation and then kind of, you know, trying to add what was missing, but we're still like learning how to <laughs> like all the ingredients and how to navigate, you know, with all the ingredients that we need to live a more loving, fulfilled life. 
and we're still learning, but um, I think we're getting closer. I think we're getting better. And we just need to, you know, do the personal work too. We need to like resolve all this generational trauma, personal trauma first, um, do the foundational work. And, and that's what allows us to be able to love ourselves more and love others more is that by releasing traumas and releasing anger, releasing frustration and learning how to love ourselves. And so therefore, you know, we can love others more um, instead of just being in this very living from a state of protection, right? Because everything that humans do um, that may be deemed as bad, like lying, for example, it, they're, why are they lying? right? It's to, they feel like they're protecting themselves, right? So we need to expand, get out of this like protectionism type of mentality and more into more faith and expansion and, and love, right? So, you know, um, interesting conversation. It's just interesting to see how, you know, and now we have the Gen Z rising up and it'll be interesting to see how, you know, they parent their children and what leadership they're going to take on. Um, it seems like they're really independent. I interviewed two Gen Zs on my podcast and they were just really refreshing to hear their thoughts. They're just, um, they're very independent. <laughs> like my goodness, like they don't, like, they can jump on airplane. They can do things by themselves. They're not like, they don't need, um, I know I grew up in uh, my adolescent age was like the nineties. So I just, I remember like, it was a lot of like, you know, we needed to be a part of a group and, you know, have a click and, you know, um, they, the gen, but they just seem like they don't, they're not so enmeshed in this, like, um, you know, I need, we need to belong to a certain group or whatever, like have a click or it seems like they're just really independent and they're not, you know, hey, you know, if you're not jiving with my vibe, if you're bringing me down, bye-bye, I will find my other peoples, you know, (laughs) (laughs) are just, I don't know, I, you know, it's interesting. Um, And a lot of them want to work remotely and they really attach a high priority to that too. So, you know, we're seeing a lot of them becoming YouTubers. Oh my goodness. I just, um, ran into a YouTuber accidentally and she left her home. Like she traveled by herself at the age of 14 to go to Los Angeles by herself. Yeah. She has a, her, she has over 2 million YouTube subscribers. Um, she's been built. So yeah, she's been building the channel for a number of years since she was probably seven though. So she was being groomed. I think she just like grew fast because she was a YouTuber since the age of seven. So, yeah, it's interesting to hear her thoughts. Very independent. Uh, Moved out to LA at the age of 18 by herself. Um, um, And has amassed a huge, she's living off of being an influencer. She does not need to get a job. She does not need to you know, be tied down to anything. And, you know, she's completely free to live where she wants. She's moving around, she's traveling, you know? So it just goes to show like this, this generation is becoming more and more independent. So it'd be interesting to see how things, but we're always going to have psychics. (laughs) 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 All this profession, by the way, it's been psychics and the other one. Prostitution. (laughs) (laughs) i've heard that (laughs) yeah yeah kings and queens would consult psychics um i think they would call them prophets back in the day um yeah yeah and um and it's still i mean we see celebrities and politicians consult psychics today it's still not it's still very prevalent among um people in high authority positions and for good reason, like we discussed today. So Laura, what's your podcast? Ah, yes. It's called A Guided Life. A Guided Life. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And people can find that on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify. 
Yep. All those places, Google podcasts. Yep. Castbox, anchor. Cool. Cool. And I think I'm speaking on yeah. your podcast. You are. You're going to be a guest on mine. That's right. <laughs> awesome. 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 So, and you are a book author. So what's the yes. title of your book and where can people find it? Yes. Yeah, so it's called guided and it's found it's an, it's on Amazon. So that's where people can find it. But I do talk a lot in there about my own personal experiences to showcase what awakening can look like. I do um, also talk about things like crystals and pendulums and protection and teams and everything like that. Because when I was in spiritual awakening number two, that's when I started to look into the different things like crystals and card decks and everything like that. And it was very overwhelming. So I share what my experiences were like, hopefully to give more of a condensed version of um, the things that I found to be helpful when either using these items or looking at them for, from a first timer's perspective uh, and sharing about sharing about those different things. Again, showcasing it through um, examples from from my own life, uh, among other things that I do talk about in there. And what's really fun is my spirit guide, Jason, he wrote the forward to my book. So thankful for him for that. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. And so, uh, and what's your favorite crystal, by the way? Bless you. Bless you. Um, I love Labradorite. I don't know if I'm spelling or saying that right. And it's only because I love it when you hold it up to the sun, just right. It has this beautiful, like, uh, glistening to it. Um, my second favorite, I probably would say would be quartz, you know, rose or regular quartz, but I do wear this moonstone nearly every day. Um, but, uh, yeah, those are sort of my, my go-tos. I've got my selenite over here as well. So, (laughs) but I mean, yeah, crystals are like a whole other beast because it's like, there are so many, as you know, like so many, and some of them serve multiple purposes. So, oh, it was, it was like such a rabbit hole. So anyway, I try and condense it a little bit in the book and make it a little bit more uh, first time user-friendly, I should say. When you're working with a client, do you, you incorporate crystals with your work? Uh, I don't, I don't, I just, it's just me, the client and whoever else needs to be there from the other side. And I, and I kind of did that purposefully. I kind of practiced, I wanted to be able to do readings anywhere, no matter what, whether or not I had things with me or not. So I really wanted to make, make it so it, it was really just me, the sitter, and then whoever from the other side needed to be there to simplify it. I like things to be simple. So, um, I, I mean, if I'm being called to maybe draw a card or, um, if I need to, you know, share about a crystal with the reader or, or have a crystal in hand, I'll, I'll follow that guidance, that intuitive guidance. But otherwise for me, simplicity is key. Cause I don't want to be bogged down by, by, by having to have objects and maybe they're not with me and therefore I can't do a reading or, um, even rituals. Uh, I do do very similar things when I prep for a reading, but it's very simple and I don't need to have anything with me to do it. I just really don't want to limit myself, um, by, by needing to rely on things that may not always be with me. So that's just my practice. Oh, I was going to ask you too, during the podcast, um, because you are a nurse and you're working in a hospital setting, I'm assuming, or um, do you not, do you see a lot of activity going on or do you feel a lot of activity going on? You know, obviously if it's a hospital setting or even if it's a nursing home setting, a lot of people are probably, you know, passing um, over to the other side. Are you picking up on a lot of activity during working hours? (laughs) That's a good question. And it's so fascinating to ask. Um, I will say that I actually have a more of an administrative role now. So I work from home. Um, But before this role, I was working in a clinic setting. So more like an eight to five, like primary care. And I actually uh, told my guides that I wanted to turn it off when I went to work um, because I didn't one, I didn't, it was kind of distracting because, um, I would be picking up on, um, people's past loved ones and like coworkers. And, uh, you know, I, I, I want to say that it stopped there. I, I don't like to intrude on people. So without verbal permission, I don't, it wasn't given to me any further than, oh, they have this person and it has passed over or anything like that. I don't start reading them or anything without anybody's permission. I think that that's just an ethical decision. 
decision that I chose to make. Um, so I, but I did ask to, to turn it off at work. And so because of that, I, I wouldn't notice things. I would stop picking up on things at work. Um, but my sister, she works in the hospital. She's also a nurse and she works in the ICU and she has had experiences, um, where she's, where she's worked, where, uh, you know, she, they, she would see things in the corner of her eye, um, where she would, uh, like a, a TV would be, would turn on in a room. No one's in there. That sort of thing, whether that's, um, stuck spirits or, uh, you know, spirits that have passed and are just coming to say, hi, I don't know. I, I haven't kind of, um, tuned into that or anything like that, but, uh, I know that she's had a lot of experiences there. I mean, hospitals are, I would say are certainly a Mecca <laughs> for spirit activity. Absolutely. Just because of all the people that come and go, um, you know, the, the, the uh, crossing overs happen there. People, you know, will pass over to the other side, uh, a lot of emotions in there. Um, so it's definitely, I would feel like a, a, a could be a, a Mecca of activity. Um, but I personally have not experienced that. Let me think actually. Something. Yeah. You know what, actually. Okay. So when I worked in the hospital before I was in, um, primary care, I worked, uh, before that I was work, I worked in labor and delivery in the hospital. And I, I do remember getting weird feelings. And this was before my spiritual waking number two. So I was already in tune with my guides. I already, you know, had my spiritual, spiritual beliefs, but I had not yet dabbled in mediumship or anything like that. But I was very much aware of mediumship because I loved, you know, Sylvia Brown. Um, I love watching like the John Edward show, the Teresa Caputo's like, I love all that, you know, Tyler Henry, I love watching those shows. They just evoke so much emotion in me. And yeah, so I was really are. interested the <laughs> all of them. Right. I know. Uh, so I, I love watching all of those um, shows. Even then I was very much interested. And so, you know, I, I really I, I, I felt like I was already sort of picking up. I walked past like an empty patient room and it would just be like, huh, I, I feel like there's somebody in there, but I don't know who or what. I, I kind of don't want to go in there because I was very scared. <laughs> I was scared at the time. That's why I didn't go into mediumship because I was afraid. Uh, so things like that would happen. Um, you just get these feelings. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that in a while, but uh but yeah, hospitals are, are truly a Mecca of activity. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, okay. And also where can people find you to contact you book a reading? Um, and how can they have a reading with you? Obviously phone call, you said virtual, so I'm assuming zoom. Yeah, good question. So I do have a website and it's laurawest.net. And on there, um, as of right now, because I put I'm putting so much focus on my podcast, that I'm asking people to uh, email me if they'd like to book a reading versus just kind of leaving the schedule open. Um, so that's one way that they can get in touch with me uh, is through there. And then I've got my socials as well. Um, I'm at guided west uh, on Instagram. Uh, I have a business Facebook page. It's guided West one, one. Uh, and yeah. And I think that's, that's it as far as connecting that way. And then when I do do the readings, we do do it via zoom. Uh, that way I can record it for the, for the sitter as well. Cause <laughs> it's always so hard to have to write everything down. You, you don't take everything in and uh, you can forget a lot if you don't write anything down. So I always like to record, I've always recorded sessions, you know, with this, with the reader's permission, of course, but I'd always, always record sessions for myself just so I can go back because there's sometimes so many things that I may have missed or something didn't happen yet, or I needed to maybe ask my parents, is this true or not? And so I'd have the recording to go back on and be able to you know, just remember everything that was done. So that's why I like Zoom. I like to do it via Zoom to record it for the sitter and send it to them. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. That for your clients so they can always reference back to the reading because you're mm -hmm. absolutely right. You can forget all the little details in the reading, especially as time goes by, days go by, and then it happens and it's like, oh, yes, what she, you know, so it's always good to reference back to the reading. Because you yeah. will pick up on a lot more things that was said in the reading when you review it, because it is a lot of information. And we can only actually absorb 70% of the information when we're in one sitting listening to an auditory 
um, you know, information being delivered to us. So like even you podcast listeners, you know, you're only absorbing 70% of the information on this podcast episode. So review it <laughs> and you get more information. <laughs> pick up more and more information. To learn something new. Yeah. Yeah. Just like when you read a book, like we pick up more information when we read the second, especially movies. Like when I find yes. one of my favorite movies is Rocky. So whenever I watch it over and over again, I'm always picking up something new. Maybe that was said. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's just, it's just so much information coming at us and our conscious mind is not picking up all of the bits of information. Um, so that's why yeah. we review things over and over and over. Right. So I, I love the fact that you came on the podcast. You were so informative, so insightful. Um, you know, love listening, hearing your story, your journey into psychic mediumship and your experiences with your clients and how you helped your clients and what your process is. It was really, really, really informative. I made this book a reading myself. I'm very impressed. And guys, if you're looking for a reading, I highly, highly, highly encourage you to go to laurawest.net, email her, arrange a time, schedule a reading with her, you know, to ask your, those pressing questions um, to get your to get solutions, to get answers, to get more clarity. And um, so thank you so much. And everybody out there, be happy, being well.